Okay, I'm at the STC Summit talking with Carolyn Jarrett about her new book, which is called Forms That Work. So Carolyn, can you tell me a little bit about your book? What uh, prompted you to write it? Well, um, it was rather cool, actually, which is that I'm a member of a private um, mailing list for usability folks. And this was a few years ago. I'm talking 1998 or thereabouts. And uh, Jacob Nielsen was also part of that list. And I used to post quite regularly on forms topics because forms is my real interest. And he emailed me and said, have you thought of writing a book on this? I was like, whoa, I got email from Jacob Nielsen. Um, So I was very excited about that. And then uh, around about the same time, my co-author, Jerry Gaffney, was also on that list. And he emailed me and said, uh, I'm looking for a book on forms. Um, and I wrote back to him and said, well, what would you like to see in it? And would you like to help me write it? And he said, yes. Um, I think pass, perhaps he has slightly regretted that decision from time to time because we had a bit of a roller coaster ride actually writing the book. Um, it took a long time, but we finished it and it's out and we're really happy that we got to the end of it. When I think of forms... I usually don't think that there would be an entire book on forms. So my question to you is kind of what's in the book? I mean, what is it about forms that is so complicated? Well, I'm, the thing with forms is, let's face it, is is a really boring topic, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, we just have to accept that and move on. But forms are really important. You know, when you get to a website, you can click away all you like, but until you actually hit a form you haven't actually really communicated with that organization. So forms are the way in which we really exchange information with organizations. More importantly, perhaps, that's how organizations get information from us. So if you just want to publish your information, you don't need a form. If you want users to respond to that, chances are you're gonna be working with a form. You can't really buy something on the internet without using a form. There's many life events. You can't get married or die or be born without someone doing something with a form for you. So there are a lot of forms around. And let's face it, a lot of them are pretty bad, aren't they? So actually now you're opening my eyes up to the importance of forms. I hadn't thought of online forms and they're all over. And from my point of view... What I want to know more than anything is how I can get people to subscribe to my blog by filling out the form. So how can you entice people to complete a form on your website? Right. So that's the whole topic of registration forms. You know, how do you actually persuade someone that what you're offering is sufficient value for them to part with their precious personal information? And most of us guard our email addresses these days. We don't want to give them to anyone because we're worried about spamming them. So we have to think about the value to the person of that transaction. What are we offering in response to them trusting us with their information? If there's sufficient value in that, then they will give you the information. If they don't see the value, they won't. So if you want to get someone to subscribe to your website, you have to have some way of convincing them that there's some value in that subscription and that you will respect their trust they're placing in you of giving them 
of getting that personal information from them. What kind of strategies could you use? I've heard of people, and this is really common, to, to get people to subscribe, they offer something free. You know, if you subscribe, you get a free ebook or something. Is that a good technique or is that backfire? I think it can be really good. I mean, try before you buy is often very attractive idea, isn't it? You know, okay, I want, I'm thinking of buying a new car. I'll take it for a test drive. I'm thinking of spending some money on a subscription. I'd like to test drive, to have a free trial, mm -hmm. to have a sample piece of content, um, maybe anything that will let people try it. And then that helps to demonstrate the value. If what you're giving them is reasonably appropriate, you know, if it really reflects their experience and they like it, that's a really good inducement. But to say to someone, give me money or give me something that's important to you, like um, your personal details for when they can't see what value they're getting out of it, that's not going to be so successful. Yeah, so has... Um, has offering do you offer free samples for your subscriptions i am actually thinking about offering uh, just a free something when they sign up I, I honestly met a guy who says that he he has a form on his site that says free uh software freebies like goodies such as news i don't know uh wall i can't remember what it's called the background desktop prints or little free software programs. And he said he gets like 60 to 70 people signing up a day just because of that. But um, so uh, so I was thinking of using like free white papers on so forth. But so tell me more kind of what else do you cover in the book? What, what are some of the other chapters about? Well, the thing I really started to think about was why do people hate tax forms? Now, I know that we all hate tax forms, so that's easy, but I really wanted to understand the why. Um, so people hate the tax form. Let's say it's a paper form. They hate the tax form before they've even taken it out of the brown envelope. So they have no idea what the questions are, and they already hate it. So it, it, it seemed to me that it wasn't just about the layout. It wasn't just about the appearance of forms. People really stress a lot about how to make the form look good. And definitely, if things look good, they're easier to use. But it's not really just about how it looks. It's also about the relationship. We've been talking about offering value um, in response to the information that people are giving. So that's about the relationship between you and your readers or between an organization and its customers. What is going on? That Why is the person motivated to fill out the form? what will the organization do with the data that it collects from the form? I call all of those things relationship. And then another big chunk of the book is about what we call conversation, which is to say, in the end, a form is often about questions and answers. And that forms a sort of conversation between your organization and your users. Are you asking questions that they can answer easily? how do they find the answers to those questions? So something like name, pretty much most of us, most days, we will be able to remember our own names. But you say something like, okay, tell me um, your credit card number. Okay, some of us are pretty good and we remember them. I'm the type of person, I have to get that out of my wallet and look at it. 
or it could be tell me precisely to the cent what you earned from something or other last year you might have to go and research that and add it up and one of the reasons why tax forms are hard is because of all that researching we have to do all that getting bits of paper together it's hard it's hard work the thought of having to hunt for it is hard work Mm -hmm. and you're worried about getting it right so Mm -hmm. the worried about getting it right is a relationship problem the hunting for the stuff Mm -hmm. is about conversation problems and then let's face it a lot of tax tax forms are just plain ugly and that's an appearance problem. So, so how do you build a relate? Do you talk? Maybe we don't want to go into this, but how, you talk about strategies for building relationships with users so that they're not turned off by these forms and, and different techniques that you can use to make them more attractive and easy. Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, really, I just urge people who are thinking around how to improve their form really to go and find out who the users are, um, why they have to fill in this form why the organization has created a form you know i i look across the web all the time hunting for forms that's the sort of weird thing i do (laughs) and rarely do i find a form that's there just for humorous purposes Mm. they tend to be there for a business purpose so you have to understand that purpose what are you going to do with this data Mm. that you get it's not respectful to users if you just store it somewhere you have to understand why you're, why you're doing it. So I, I urge people in the book, I urge people to really think about that and investigate it. Where can people buy your book? What uh, site should they go to? Well, you can come to my own website, which is um, www.formsthatwork.com. And we list a whole selection of bookstores on there. If you want to click through, Amazon carries it, um, any of the Amazons. And recently I've learned about a really um, great website called BookFinder. That's www.bookfinder.com. And that's really cool because you just stick in there the book you want, the currency you want quoted in, and where you want it shipped to. And BookFinder will go and search bookstores worldwide and tell you where you can get the best deal. It could be new or used book. Um, and that's really good. So it gives you a chance to decide which one you want it from. I had never heard of that site, but I will check it out. Okay, so you've been listening to Carolyn Jarrett talk about forms that work. So definitely check it out. Thank you very much. It's a privilege. <laughs>